You're listening to the Breaking Through Podcast, showcasing the best new talent hitting the scene. G'day and welcome to the Breaking Through Podcast. Uh, It's a podcast, if you're new, where we interview amazing musicians from Australia. Love to see it. Uh, Brenton is away today. He's feeling a little unwell, but the show must go on. And of course, to do that, we have the amazing Carla Weeby. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, of course. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, yeah, just released a song, so everything's going amazingly well so far. Oh, my God. Yeah, well, we'll definitely get into that. But just in general, like that sort of post feeling of releasing a song, have, yeah. has the high worn off yet? It's been seven days, right? Yeah, it's been seven days. I mean, it's so weird. Like there's so much anticipation and build up to release day and then it's out and I'm like... Now what? Like, what do I do now? (laughs) But no, it's good. It's good to finally have it out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll definitely come back to that. But first of all, um, we'll do a little bit of an icebreaker. Cool. (laughs) Uh, I've noticed a lot in your music videos and just your, like, general aesthetic, you're a big fan of sort of, like, 80s, 90s, 70s, right? Yes. Okay. Like, I I love um, 80s, especially... Is there like something that if you could bring it back into the current world, like obviously you're kind of doing that, but like what what would be something that you'd bring back from the past? Like the old video games. I miss those, you know, like the old Super Mario, the old, you know, like I used to play a lot of like Pokemon Stadium. Oh, cool. Um, Yeah, I'd say that. And like the furniture and the clothes. I mean, the clothes are kind of back, to be honest. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe the games, um, the cars, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, cool. We, um, yeah, I was literally thinking about like my old Nintendo 64, I think made yeah. an appearance in one of your music videos. And I was just yeah. like, the like <laughs> smell and like blowing out the little like cartridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I love, oh God. Yeah, it's such a good time. Is there a particular decade that you just like, is your absolute favorite? I would say 70s. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, that's definitely like well back now. Yeah, yeah. Was that like 50, oh, if, yeah, mm. 50-ish oh. years? Yeah, which is just like, oh. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, how about we get into some music though? Um, this one is Half Past Nine. This is from your EP, Half Fast Nine, that you released last year. Um, Something that I'm really curious about is how EPs and albums are curated in terms of like song orders, like the specific sort of mood you're trying to set and the like journey you're taking the listener on. Because I I think everyone should listen in order personally. Mm -hmm. Can you you tell me about the process of picking out which songs you were going to put in there? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, to be honest, I wrote most of the EP in one trip to LA. It was like my first writing trip. Mm. Um, and yeah, it was uh, like the first song that I I did, I think it was Don't Tell Me. Um, and I actually didn't write it for myself. It was just like, we just wrote it. And then I didn't really think anything of it. Um, and then we kind of came back later and was like, oh, if we if we kind of like change a few things and make it a little bit more me, it could really work and end up being the first single. 
Um, and then, yeah, like the other two songs, so Somebody Loves You and Half Past Nine were also written on that one trip. Um, and I just felt like they all kind of went together. So I felt like they were definitely going to be on the EP. Mm. And then I think it was like a couple months later, I went back to LA and uh, wrote uh, Love Me For Me with the same guy that did Somebody Loves You and Half Past Nine. Um, and yeah, that was basically the EP. And then there was this one one track called uh, Like Lovers Do, which I actually just wrote and produced myself. And um, I didn't think it was going to be on the EP, but I was like, oh, I really love that, you know, I just like, I did this and it's something like very special to me. And then, so I just got a friend to help clean things up and like, you know, just make it a little bit nicer. And then, yeah, so that that basically made up the EP. Um, I don't know. I kind of didn't think too much. It just like the, the songs were kind of like, here we are, we are your EP. And so I didn't have to do much thinking, which was nice. Yeah, you you talked about like these writing trips and that's something, you know, like I've interviewed a fair few artists on this podcast and they always talk about these writing trips. Yeah. It's like, can you tell us about, like what is that actually involving? Because it sounds like, like yeah. it sounds like a proper experience. Well, well, for me, um, I haven't had too many of them. I've only had two, but... Mm-hmm. Um, my my manager is from LA so he you know like lines up different sessions so I go there for a couple of weeks and you know just write with a bunch of different writers and producers and you know like some of the songs that we write are absolute trash and some of them are you know like really good and it's just um it's like you know when you meet people you're not going to get along with everyone the same way so it's like with writing you're not going to click with everyone mm. um when you're writing so it's just yeah I guess trial and error yeah are there any sort of things that you like are, are ideal to have in that writing space like physical or sort of like just the type of space or even like candles that really help um not really I'm a pretty uh like what's the word um low maintenance yeah writer um you know like I've written in a shed before and turned out to be one of you know one of my favorite songs I've ever done so yeah Yeah. it's kind of I think it's it's I think it's the connection you have with the people that you're working with that's you know like the main thing yeah yeah absolutely what what song was written in a shed well it hasn't been released yet (gasps) okay um, yeah maybe yeah maybe sometime soon you'll hear it and I'll let you know that was the song that was, yeah. you know, recorded in a show. <laughs> okay. was, well, um, I, I do like these songwriting camps where I, you know, invite a bunch of different artists and like we just go away for a couple of days and, um, yeah, it was at one of those camps that we did it in a shed. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. You, you've written a lot of songs for, like, different artists. You just helped um, Vera Blue write a song. That's right, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. Is is that hard as like going from the singer performer mindset to the producer mindset? Because I feel like to be a producer, you can't really have that ego, like ego, or like you can't really want to own something as much. It's like very generous to give it. How do you manage those two uh, like careers? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, with the Vera Blue song, so I I just co-wrote on that one. A very good friend of mine, Robbie, he produced it. But mm-hmm. um, I I find it kind of just naturally I just like you know switch over when I know it's not for me I kind of just like 
it's more about the artists and what they're giving off and what they want to get across. And this is my job to try and help their vision come to life. So I just like purely focus on that. And then it just kind of, it helps to, you know, this is not a me thing. It's, it's a them thing. And I just want them to be happy with, you know, like what we, what we get. Yeah. And, and how did you sort of get into that um, job of like writing songs for other artists? can't remember when the first time I did it was but I'm still fairly new like it's only been maybe like a year that I've kind of done sessions for other people mm. um I think yeah honestly I can't remember the first time but I just when I did start writing for other people I just really loved being able to explore areas of music that I would never do for myself mm. um so yeah, because you know, like I, I I like writing all different types of music, but I'm not necessarily going to release that. So it's just it's nice to put on different hats and, um, yeah, just have fun with it. Yeah, that that must be such a like interesting uh, experience being able to like put yourself yeah. in someone else's taste almost, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's really cool. Is there much sort of communication with the artist you're writing for of what like? they want to talk about in their song or is it more the tone that they give you well no it's it's more ideal if they tell you like you know Celia came in Vera Blue came in and was yeah. like the word temper I want to write about the word temper and we're like all right let's do it and then we just started you know like talking about everything that you know surrounded the word temper like you know hot-headed fiery you know like just stuff like that and then yeah that's the more information an artist gives mm easier it is to you know help them write the song yeah oh totally well let's go back to one of your songs this one Mm -hmm. is don't tell me um so the music video for this one I think we need to talk about it that's you uh you co-directed this is that right yeah who's amazing yeah the the video turned out so well for anyone who hasn't watched it yet it's sort of set in this house again unsurprisingly uh like 80s 70s grandparents house yeah yeah (laughs) oh my gosh of course right what what was that like filming um like in a place that you would have spent a lot of your childhood oh I loved it I loved it. So one of one of them was like across the road from my grandparents' house in the garage and then the rest of it was in their actual house. Um, it just, yeah, it was good. It was good having them there to be able to see what I do as well. So it was really cute. Oh, they, they were yeah. like, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> yeah, it was cute. And that song, like it sort of hits quite deep. What was it like having them hear those lyrics? Um, that's something I forget. I forget like what people actually listening to me sing and that, you know, like I've been around these songs for so long. So sometimes I don't remember how like, you know, serious or emotional, mm-hmm. whatever it is, the song is. Yeah. Until someone like is like, what happened to you? <laughs> I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause I suppose like, um, like processing it would have, you know a lot of the processing of those emotions would have taken place in the writing of that song yeah so by the time you've like recorded like released it yeah (laughs) and so then it's everyone else yeah okay interesting do you ever get like um 
like people coming up to you sort of asking? Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, people always ask like what, I mean, what inspired don't tell me was uh, a guy in a club in LA. I was looking for my friends and I don't go out. I don't like going out. Yeah. They convinced me to go out, but they left before they told me uh, they left before I got there and forgot to tell me. So I was like trying to find them. And this guy was like, what, like, what's wrong with you? Would it kill you to smile? And I was like, yes, it would kill me to smile. <laughs> I'm in the mood for you. Please just like leave me alone. And that's how that kind of came about. Yeah. In that moment when that happened, were you like, oh, this is getting a song? Or was it like kind of after? You were like, fuck this. It was this. after in the session I was like speaking to the, to the two guys that I did it with. Um, yeah. And I was like, oh, this like old guy just like – was just not understanding that, you know, it wasn't, he didn't know how to read a room, you know? No. And God, so no. It came about. Yeah. When I was like, oh God, like freshly sort of 18, I used yeah. to go out to pubs and when stuff yeah. like that would happen, mm-hmm. um, I would literally like drunk, like write it in my notes, like super <laughs> ranty. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. You'd be a great yeah, then- <laughs> Thank you. Like, look at it the next time. I'm like, oh my God, like. I was like, yeah, I was very, very angry about it. Great, maybe I need to do that. When something happens, just write it down. Oh, yeah, that's like, because that's your purest form of like, right, right. Oh, my God. Um, Shall we play, of course, your newest song? Um, As of this recording, it's been out seven days. Hurts to love you. Have a listen. Now it hurts to love. Okay, I I like bloody love this song. Can you just tell? Oh, thank you. Oh, like, just tell to me. To keep up to like, date with all things breaking through, to make sure to tell check out okay, our so socials. Okay, so it was. Uh, I think like May last year. Um, this Norwegian guy hit me up on Instagram and was like, "Hey, I just heard your song. Don't tell me on Spotify. I love it." Uh, let's do a Zoom session. And at that point, I was not doing Zoom sessions because I didn't like the idea of them. Yeah. But I was like, oh, yeah, sure, let's do mm-hmm. it. Um, so my first Zoom session, we clicked instantly. So it was two two guys that I, I wrote it with. Um, yeah, and then wrote this on our very first Zoom session. Never met each other, never spoke before. And now they're like two of my really good friends and we write together all the time. Um, so it was like, you know, probably the best case scenario doing a Zoom session. Yeah, is that in- intimidating or a bit nervous when you jump on with like? Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little bit awkward sometimes when I'm like meeting new people in that kind of setting. So I was definitely like a little bit nervous beforehand, but they're so sweet and just like easy to get along with. Mm. Um, so yeah, it it came about like that. And then it actually, you know, another artist from Denmark wanted to uh, record the song and release it. And I ended up being like, no, nah, actually, I think I'm going to release it. I'm going to keep it. And then, um, yeah, a friend of mine, Zave, Xavier Dunn, he did some uh, added production on it and just made it what it was. 
or what it is now and yeah then I like fell in love with it again and we're like yeah let's let's put it out yeah so that that was all the way back in May like you you fell in love with this song when you sort of wrote it what's it like waiting that long to like share it with the world well I never actually knew I was going to release it as a single until like a few months ago so I didn't you know listen to it all the time I didn't kind of get sick of it so I think it it helped that I kind of just it sat there for a while and then yeah we just kind of revisited it a few months ago yeah totally H- have you been able to perform it live yet not yet I can't wait to perform it live yeah um, I'm probably gonna have like my first well not first headline show like first after lockdown headline show early next year I just kind of want to wait till all the restrictions are gone and then, you know, we can just do it properly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because that, like, first sort of launch release is, like, such, yeah. a, such a moment. For sure. Uh, yeah, that, that's, that's really cool. And sort of what was uh, – there's a music video for that one as well, isn't there? Is it in yeah. the same house? It's not. It kind of looks like I, it, but it's not. I had this whole theory that – um. All your songs were in the same house, but in like like nineties and like seventies and eight. Like I had this whole thing. You were like time traveling. Oh my god! You should you should come and like help me do my music video. That's a good idea. <laughs> I, I think because um I've been like Taylor Swift's just come out with Red again, oh and she's like yes. the Easter egg. Yeah. Have you seen what film? Oh yeah. my god! It's so good. That was I was literally like crying on public transport. <laughs> yes, yeah, amazing. Ugh. I feel for Jake. That's all I have oh to say. Oh my god! Yeah, he's not having a good moment right now. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that that is rough. Would you like? Do you ever sort of look at artists like that and go, like, obviously your music videos are very sort of intricate, and there's a lot of storytelling there. Like, do you ever like? Are there ever sort of plans to like? go full Taylor Swift Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Mm. Definitely. Like I've already got a whole plan <gasps> which I've had for a while. So yeah. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yes. What is it? Can, can we have like a little clue or <laughs> um, I'll give a clue. Well it's still it's still like just the concept at the moment. Yeah. So it's not like um one possible clue, mm. if this does go ahead, uh, space. <gasps> okay. That's, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna keep um keep an ear and an eye out for some space themed yeah. content from you. <laughs> and I like I feel like you sort of do have that mindset. Like obviously, you know, you're a performer, but you do have that directing and that producing side to you as well. Did that come about like after? you were exposed to the world of sort of songwriting and performing? Um, No. So I've always, well, not always, but like for many years now, have just roughly produced my own like ideas and demos. And uh, it was mainly because I struggled to explain to a producer what I wanted or like what I was uh, envisioning for a song. Mm. So I just, yeah, taught myself how to produce so that I could just show them instead. Um, and then, yeah, just, just kept doing it. And yeah, I, I like, I love it just as much as, you know, songwriting. I'm, I'm still 
developing you know I've still got like a long way to go but um I just find that it really helps my songwriting as well yeah um and yeah like the video so I've always loved uh photography mainly um but just also like you know creative direction and like thinking up concepts and you know just like the styling side of things and mm. set design I just like it all to be honest yeah and I, I suppose being able to see it all as a finished product that's yeah, yeah that's like my favorite part of that sort of like for sure process oh yeah I mean well something like you definitely take that creativity into your TikTok account right <laughs> oh TikTok I okay I'm gonna be honest I I have liked a couple of your videos without sort of putting the dots together right yeah um the the one that went really viral on your account um the Arabic yeah. scales yeah yeah in like Oh my gosh, if if anyone hasn't seen it, it was you doing this like beautiful. I've never heard anything like it in my life, but yeah, like sort of like four octave scales, is that right? It was just yeah, I don't even know what you'd call it. It's just kind of messing with notes in like a harmonic minor scale kind of thing. Yeah. Um it kind of sounded a bit like Arabic, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it it went absolutely off. Was there like sort of a big push towards your music and like getting to share it online after that video? Um, well, here's the thing. Like I didn't really understand TikTok, you know, like just before that. And my, my manager's like, oh, you should try and like understand it. You know, like everyone's doing it and it helps. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm just like working out the buttons on the app. And then like, <laughs> yeah. I was just in the studio one day and I was like, oh, stuff it I'll just like yeah wait can we stare on this oh no yeah 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 (laughs) oh we can okay I was like fuck it I'm just gonna record a video um so yeah I just like literally just recorded it and just threw it up and then I was like oh okay (laughs) this is is weird um and I went from like 2,000 followers to 150,000 in like a week it was insane oh my god off what off the off the scales video that one video it was insane Uh, yeah yeah. that like yeah is there a pressure to sort of keep it up with the music content because I notice you you do it quite well you do like a good chunk of music content but then you you've also got like a bit of like your personality coming through as well bore people you know like I don't want to be like this is my new song this is my new song hey guys (laughs) I have you know so yeah um, yeah I try and balance it out a little bit but like I just don't have the you know the stamina for how much I should be posting on TikTok and I find it so weird that we have to tease our songs and you know like give them 30 seconds before the song's even out and you know yeah strange concept to me but I guess it is what it Mm. is there's a trend I've seen of like artists in their car um and they'll play their song on the radio have you done one of the ones (laughs) you haven't done one yet (laughs) <laughs> I haven't done that no I haven't done that yeah. um I'm trying to you know think of other ideas yeah. that maybe haven't done as much you need like a Demilio <laughs> definitely works so. yeah oh yeah what's I, I think yeah. what's interesting about TikTok is like the sort of like sometimes it's just the littlest effort put into a video yeah. and it'll just explode literally like no no editing just like 
you know, straight from your camera roll. Yeah. Is, is that ever it's frustrating awesome. as a creator who like, you know what I mean? You produce these elaborate music videos <laughs> with all different cameras and stuff. I get like 200 views. <laughs> it's like, what? Come on. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's just all strange to me. Yeah, it's, it's such a different, yeah. I mean, but I think it's like, you know, you've got like, what's the saying? If you have your feet in a lot of pies or something like, because who knows what I'm saying, but it sounds right. <laughs> Someone said something similar to me, and I've definitely like misinterpreted. It's fine. We can just make it. Yeah, I think that's it. In many pies, then you good. Yes, um, it implies that you have more than two feet as well, which I think works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, like very exciting news for you, also. Um along with this new release, getting signed to Warner Music. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Uh, was that a long process or was it a phone call? No, it was a, yeah, it was a fairly long process, I would say. Um, the first conversations happened at the very beginning of lockdown last year. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like the whole, uh, like, label I guess experience is like, you know, sometimes there's other ones interested and you just got to see which one's best. Mm. And, you know, it's a whole process. Um, and then, yeah, at one point I was like, yeah, Warner feels right. So yeah, we did it. And I, I like, I couldn't be happier. So it's been really good. Yeah. Cause I, I, I don't think too many people really understand, not too many people, people are smart. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those who don't really understand like the significance of signing to a label, like what sort of stuff will they help out with for you? Um, I mean, like, you know, a- anything I need pretty much. So like, you know, if you have a video shoot, they'll kind of help coordinate that. So, you know, all the communication with, you know, this person, this person or, you know, like they'll help with the marketing plan and uh, we need to post this then. And, you know, so I don't need to just constantly remember this, this, this. They just kind of help with that. Um, you know, they, they, they just they just help you elevate what you do. And it's really good, though, working with them because they, they love how, you know, uh, creatively involved I am with everything. Mm-hmm. So they, they're actually really encouraging of that, wow. which – you know, sometimes you hear some stories where, you know, labels are super controlling, but it's just a very um, open and, and balanced relationship that I have with Warner. So I'm very grateful for that. Oh, yeah, that that's really cool. I was going to ask if they were cool with how, like, creative um, you are. So that's amazing. Yeah, no, I'm very, very fortunate. Yeah, absolutely. So it looks like you're going to have a huge year ahead of you um are there any plans that you have a bit of a shed song release perhaps there's definitely plans there's bill <laughs> we, we, we want to you know like hit the ground running yeah start this year so like you know uh yeah can't I can't really say too much but we definitely want to you know start the year off strong yeah Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, that sounds very promising. Is there, is there something, is there a goal next year that you would love to achieve? Yeah. I mean, I'd love to do like a, you know, some sort of headline tour next year. That would be amazing. You know, just like travel to a few different parts of Australia, um, you know, show overseas would be amazing. Um, I'd love to, you know, have my next body of work out, 
um, whether that's, you know, EP or something else. Um, yeah, I just want to write good music. Mm. Oh, I mean, well, like you're already doing that. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it can, it can only go up from here, really. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully. Mm. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Carla. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. To keep up to date with all things breaking through, make sure to check out our socials.